Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at When I'm a walking, I strut my stuff, man. I'm so strung out. I'm high as a kite. I just might start to check you out. Let me go on like a blister in the sun. Let me go on. Big hands, I know you're the one. What song is that? I have no idea. Is it High School Musical? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no. no. Mm, now that that maybe I don't know the name of it, but I know that tune. <laughs> um, hi guys, welcome back. I'm Princess Zelda. Oh, okay, and I'm her, and this is the read. Thank you for returning. I thought you were saying I'm her. Like I'm her. Right, <laughs> it was both. Her. It was okay. both. Because I saw the color purple, her her. and she was so cute in that. Oh, did you see it? I did. I did. I have saw you it. seen it? I've seen it, vibes. Have you seen it? I haven't gotten to see it yet. Not gotten to see it yet. Pop on over then. Um, Wait, my... is it actually in the theater yet? <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. You're right. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm it don't like, come girl, out till not. Christmas. I'm sorry. I completely forgot. It's yeah. so. Um. Well, <laughs> I'll say this overall, really, really enjoyed it. Get Danielle Brooks her fucking things. Oh my I'm not shocked. God. So good. Most of the cast, so, so strong. Really uh-huh. incredible. Um, there's a couple of of twists in there that made me and Jade holla out loud. So Okay. Um, you know, you could take that as good or bad if you want to. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a big hit. I'm really looking forward to the cinematography. Mm. I think that's what I'm most excited by, especially after seeing the trailer. Mm-hmm. A lot of the like, a lot of the photography and the shots of the film, especially you know, knowing that they're big musical numbers, so it's mm-hmm. going to be like dancing and all yes, that. yes, a lot of that looks super beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. So outside of a familiar story and 
familiar faces and mm-hmm. um, getting familiar with the music from the from the production. Mm-hmm. I'm just like excited to be dazzled by how pretty everything is going to be. Yeah, yeah, and you will be. I mean, it's I thought it was gorgeous. So yeah, awesome. I don't want to obviously well, say too much. You y'all know the story, but you know. I don't want to give away yeah. all the the new little things they've done. Yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of new little stuff, and probably even little. I'm not even. I mean, I'm saying probably like fun takes on familiar things. Yeah, it's more like modern takes on familiar things. Like right, the choreography is updated. Um, some of the slang is kind of updated but nobody is like pulling out their iphone and googling something so it's not you know not, I, I mean it's not I, completely divorced from where it came from <laughs> right i'm just sure that they took little moments and yeah like, they, did. they did that like this mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah looking forward to the rest of y'all seeing it would you, well well nice <laughs> it's a new week <laughs> It is. And the semester is almost done. Oh, we praise God. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful. Um, it's hard for me to think about much other than school right now. I've been so busy lately. Um, you know, it's just every paper, every project, everything is due here in this next um, week or two. So overwhelmed, but, you know, still doing well overall. So what about mm. you? How about how, how are you feeling? I'm fried. I'm like, I'm so anxious. Oh, no. I'm so frazzled. I literally took a Klonopin before I started (laughs) recording this show today because I am on 10. I have two back-to-back stand-up shows on Friday. My episode of Rap Shit airs on Thursday. I'm shooting Patreon content on Sunday. (sighs) Ah. I'm just like I'm like excited. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm wired. I'm just like, uh, girl. So mm. well, I mean, do you feel like recording? Do you want to do it? No, no, no. I, I do. Oh, okay. I'm fine. Okay. I'm just saying, like. This is the part of the show where I get yeah, to be honest about yeah. how I feel. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, honestly, another... Uh, well, for me and you and listeners, but, like, between you and I, mm-hmm. as far as our communication and how it's, um, how it's progressed in respect to the podcast this year, I don't feel like I would come on here knowing full well I can't do it anymore Mm. and say all of that and then force it. I would probably, before we start recording, say, girl, I don't think I can do it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that anymore. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for you. So, Mm -hmm. like, this is me just, like, barfing. (laughs) And and that's great. You know, I'm just being a friend and checking in to see if you No, and I love that. That, And and that is why this podcast is so old. People need to... <laughs> True, but people, I mean, let's just be honest. But people need to, you know, it's it it helps people not just feel, you know, connected to us or connected to the show, but like so many people deal with the shit that you be talking about and don't have mm-hmm. some place to talk about it, don't have supportive friends or family, don't have access to the mental health care that you have. So it's like it helps a lot for you to talk about what it's like for you to 
still be here and still try to get things done and yeah, all the shit you go through while you do that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So So just know today <laughs> this episode, if it's a little all over the place for me, I listen I also like Ugh, should not have. I like looked at some of the clips of like the Patreon content that I shot mm-hmm. recently, and I'm just like, "Oh, girl, your speech!" <laughs> like, like sometimes I just like it's like my sentences are like mashed potatoes. Mm. Okay, but anyway, I'm just beating myself up for no reason. Yep. The point is, <laughs> I'm glad you caught it because that's what you're doing. The point is today of like especially hot topics it's gonna be rummaging well we're gonna be rummaging it can't be more all over the place than your baby boy sequel idea because that was (laughs) that was pretty much the episode (laughs) 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 and she's getting red today so you already know how that works (laughs) so yeah anyway (laughs) so black excellence this week um I think y'all know, but we have more than one. So I'm going to give Madam Richardson, Shakari. Shakari Richardson is USATF's Athlete of the Year. Oh, yay. On Sunday, she was honored at the USA Track and Field's Night of Legends ceremony. She received the Jackie Joyner Kersey Athlete of the Year Women Award. Mm-hmm. And also placed on the Forbes 30 Under 30, which is not a gag. <laughs> that part makes... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, come on. But congratulations to her. Oh, she said, with the God that I serve, Everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Lord. Black people. So when love I stand that. here today, it's true. So when I stand here today as the world champion, that's because now is the time for that to happen. Now is the most impactful it would be, the most powerful it would be, the most sincere it would be. I understand the influence I have. I understand the responsibility that I have to the USATF. Mm. And as a top female USA athlete in my country and to black family. To beautiful to my beautiful women, to everybody that's been misunderstood for trying to be their best selves and not be put into a category because they do track and field oh. and have been put in a bubble. Oh, okay. Well, good for her. Love that for her. Mm. Go off, uh, <laughs> running queen. Mm-hmm. She, she was a running queen, and that's what she does very well. Okay. Um. Also. I have to give honor to a particular film mm. that um, made it to the box office uh, this early December, post-Thanksgiving weekend here. Um, first film in over two decades to open with over $20 million on this weekend. Mm, damn. It's called Renaissance, filmed by little known artist Beyonce, <laughs> Giselle Knowles Carter. 
Um, so Beyonce's Renaissance film opened in over 2,500 theaters across the U.S. and Canada, as well as 94 international territories. Uh, as I said, it opened to over $20 million on that week, on its first weekend. Beyonce is reported to be receiving at least 50% of ticket sales. Uh, and the film also sits at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, which nice. is wild, because, <laughs> like... Even 90% on Rotten Tomatoes is like, oh, that's a yeah. really good mm-hmm. film or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not gagged. <laughs> Aren't you, though? <laughs> I'm not gagging. <laughs> Iconic. Um, and so, yeah, the movie came out. The girls came out. It mm-hmm. happened. I feel like from here we can just go directly yeah. to our pop culture segment. Yeah, let's just do talks. that. Amen. Journey to the center of the girth. Um. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Renaissance, mm. the film mm-hmm. took place. Have you seen it? If so, thoughts. Be serious. <laughs> of course I have seen it. Although I've been so busy this past week, I only got to see it once, which is highly unusual for me. Um, so I'll be going again um, tomorrow and then probably again some other point this weekend. But yes, I've seen it. Um, oh, God. And so we went to the Alamo Draft House. They had the cutest little drink menu. I loved it. It was like all like these curated for the yes thing. custom drinks all based off of like Beyonce lyrics song titles stuff like that really adorable um, no no complaints about the Alamo what I okay what I wasn't prepared for mm-hmm. was weeping as soon as the goddamn movie started that's what I wasn't ready for I oh. was in full tears like had to pull a Kleenex out. Within the first five to ten minutes of this movie, everything Beyonce That's was saying, wild. it just, oh my God, like it just fucked my spirit up immediately. And I was just so, uh, I don't know. It just took me right back to all the different shows I got to see, the way it was edited. It, I mean, obviously it was reminding me a lot of Homecoming, the editing on that and how the transition between like the outfit changes and everything was just so fucking seamless, except taken to obviously a higher level because there are so many more cities, so many more dates, so many more outfits to choose from. And just this bitch's eye. It's like you you realize it when you go to the show. Obviously, this is a giant fucking production. And there are cameras. It's like it's like NFL games when they be having drones coming down on it. Like it's, it's cameras every yeah. fucking where. But you don't realize what this bitch is doing. You know, when you're there in person, you just see in the show and it's a giant screen, so you're loving it. But then you watch yeah. it as a movie and you're like, no, bitch, it's, oh. your, it's your goddamn eye. It's your fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know if you if we want to just go all the way into it, if you want to talk a little bit about how your first reactions or something like that. But it was... <sighs> I feel like you gave a perfect um, summary of the of the program, <laughs> of the production, and um, I feel like we can keep it light mm, uh, because I haven't seen it. What? Mm. Are you serious? I haven't seen it. I went to the theater opening night. I went on Thursday. What the fuck um, happened? That was probably... Yeah, yeah. Where I messed up. 
Oh, you were at the AMC. I had I was at the IPIC. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, I had a very long day. It has, like I said, been a long week. Okay. Uh, I think maybe, as you said, there were strong emotions uh-huh. as soon as the film started. Not so much crying or connectivity. Okay. Um, versus uh boisterous um shenanigans. Oh, and at the movies. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, I don't believe right now in this moment <laughs> that this is the way I want to receive this piece of art. Did you leave? I know I that's left. right. <laughs> Didn't I tell you, though? Didn't I tell you niggas was going to be doing the absolute most? I I didn't even get to the Renaissance part. No! We did the opening, everything or whatever. All of that. no. She did. We got to the little Uh tip-tip where she taps on on the the screen. And then, like, (laughs) somewhere around that part... It was just like I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm I spiritually I can't do this. And after three hours, I I, was, uh, I have to come up with some, not spiritually. Some other plan. I can't do this. Um, oh wow! And I just haven't had time to go yeah. and watch it again since. So oh wow, okay, well, you. I know that Blue <laughs> Ivy didn't. Blue Ivy laughed in her face about cutting Diva. She spoke up. She was like, Mom, no. What are you talking about? You're spending all this time on are fingers. Like, she said, you need rest. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. 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 There That's was a... who I know her. her, her, her know her to be. Yeah. There was a lot of people tagging us talking about how right we have been about Blue Ivy from the very fucking beginning. And I mean... We knew it. This is not even the first time Beyonce has shown us that we were right about this little girl. It's just like the older she gets, the more right we we, <laughs> we become. Because she... And imagine Beyonce cutting diva. And then, of course, she's saying all this and Beyonce's like, okay, baby, like, I value your opinion, but you can't just be cutting people off. And then, bam, she cuts herself off and goes mm. into the proof that Blue Ivy was correct all fucking yes. along. You're not cutting diva, girl. What are you talking about? Like, Bitch, what are you? Be serious. <laughs> well, okay, so you have to see it. I have some things to talk about in my read this week. I wouldn't call them spoilers. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a way to really spoil this movie. Right, but I was also gonna say I I'm I'm fine. Okay, with, okay. Unless she re- unless they reveal in the movie <laughs> that she has another baby, <laughs> like I don't think you're gonna. Oh no, she she actually in the credits at the very end she dedicates it to you. So you know. Oh wow! I thought okay. I I did I maybe just spoiled that for you, but um yeah. no. Otherwise, it's fine. I everyone else in the world kept it a secret. They did. Everybody else. Yeah. It was me who ruined it. But um yeah. I I knew better that Thursday night. I said, I just have a feeling. And so I took Friday off and went at noon. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. was perfect. Have done. Theater was not even full. And, you know, of course, people are dancing and singing along, but they're like doing it in their seats. They're not voguing all over some nasty ass movie theater carpet and doing flips and choreography in front of the screen and all them shenanigans. The y'all was, I knew y'all was going to do that shit. <laughs> I feel like life is short. Yeah. And and everything sucks. It does. So I'm not like 
You're not hearing me say, oh, well, fuck them people, and da 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 da, da and I'm so mad or whatever. I'm, I said, I don't think that this is the way I want to do yes, this. Yes, literally that. So I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I feel like people should be permitted to have fun and whatnot, whatever. And I'm... I would rather y'all be voguing or dancing or twerking or whatever than doing that fucking Salem witch trials hand. To get, did you see them at Taylor Taylor's movie? Oh, I don't. I don't like doing ring around the goddamn Rosie. Oh no, I don't do that. Don't Children of the corn type yeah, tea. No. Okay, well, but no. again, <laughs> I feel like people should be permitted to have that type of fun, especially at a concert movie. Hmm. Um, it's just not the way that I wanted to to have it so yeah. no shade if you <laughs> felt like getting a vogue and, out again a lot sure of people that was their I'm first sure time y'all... seeing it what? a lot of them so, didn't get to go and so I am understanding of that but my thing was I do not want to watch it with y'all doing all I don't, first of all I didn't want to watch it in a theater no way I wanted to stream yeah, it at home you were very clear <laughs> about that I did because I if I had if this had been released on Netflix or if I could have even purchased it digitally I would have watched this probably 10 times by now because this, yeah, is, this is what I do when Beyonce puts out something visual. Like I study it. So mm-hmm. I knew that, you know, everybody was going to be doing the most. Um, have you seen the, <laughs> have you seen the, uh, the mute challenge? How it's depicted in the movie? Did anybody spoil that no. for you? Okay. So I'll leave it alone, but I will say we followed along in the theater and there are a couple of clips in there that make it extremely difficult not to laugh or scream or something. So She's just a funny little somebody, okay? Like, she's truly yeah, hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. And we see her, um, you know, just having to do shit that you wouldn't think Beyonce at the level of her career would have to do. Like, like niggas talking about a 30-foot wide camera lens or whatever don't exist. And she's like, that's crazy because I Googled it and it's it's right there. Right there. So, like, what mm-hmm. what can we do to to bring it from Google to here? Like, it's shit like that where you would think, <laughs> this is Beyonce. Why are y'all still playing in her fucking face? But... You know, we'll address some of that later on. I'm sorry you didn't get to see it. I'm not surprised, though. <laughs> I mean... I'm really not surprised, but damn, friend. I think because I've gotten to experience the concert mm-hmm. and it still moves me and I listen to the music all of the time, it's really the the BTS and the depiction of the show, like you said, mm-hmm. through how it was shot yeah. that I'm more fascinated by. So I'm like, yeah, a little bit of FOMO, kind of bummed I didn't get to see it. But as I said, I'm so, my mind is so much... Yeah, you have a lot going on. I'm so laser-focused on yeah. the work I'm doing right now. And it's that like, makes sense. Mama, please, please give me an ultra HD 4K release. I will take a Blu-ray. Girl, I will even accept a DVD. I will buy a DVD. I will. But please. <laughs> give me that disc. <laughs> I need to see it at home. I do. Um, and and that's fair. When Beyonce is laser focused on her work, she don't take time away to go watch no damn movie. So... <laughs> Hello? That's fair. And most of it is the show, which you have seen. The mm-hmm. behind scenes clips are there. And of course, they're great. There's lots of added context, family. You know, we get a little peek into her life, a little one. Uh, but most of it is the show. So mm-hmm. it's worth it 
if only to see again, like with these giant cameras, this incredible crew, like what they were able to capture and the way Beyonce has made it all into this documentary. But you've seen the show. So you've seen what matters for the most part. So, okay. Guess we'll wait till next week. (laughs) All right. So here's where I start rummaging through what I pulled up. Uh, Let me talk about quick. Should I save them? That one's messy. Okay, I'm going to read this one because I actually haven't read it. So I'll just read it here. Okay, we love that. <laughs> um, So apparently, um, the Tui family, is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Some white folks are, are suing oh, Michael Orr for, for defamation. Truth Maybe Zero says Michael Orr repeatedly demanded $15 million from the Tui family over the blindside royalties. And if they didn't ante up, he would defame them on social media and or TMZ as fakes and thieves, according to new legal docs obtained by TMZ. Hmm. The Tui's filed the docs in connection with Orr's legal claim that he was allegedly screwed out of proceeds from the movie. Hmm. Orr has claimed the Tui's pocketed his portion of the royalty checks. The Tui's have said he got his fair share. According to the legal docs, others, I'm sorry, Orr sent a slew of texts alleging he was robbed of $50 million plus and then lowered his final offer to $10 million. In one text, oh, how long is this? In one text, he wrote, if something isn't resolved this Friday, I'm going to go ahead and tell the world how I was robbed by my supposed-to-be parents. That's the deadline. Think how it will look when it comes out. This is, again, according to them. Right. Okay. I mean... Docs... Okay. Go ahead. No. You're right. <laughs> the docs say the Tui's rejected the $10 million demand and or fired back. It was $10 million. Now I want 15 after tax. According to right. the new docs, the grand total for each of the Tui's and or was identical. Uh, $138,309.90. And that's what they received. As for the fact that Tui's never legally adopted or they say they feel as if or is their son now with quote vindictive and unfounded legal and reputational crusade against them. Was that supposed to change my mind about feeling like these white people completely took advantage of a black boy and made millions of dollars off of it? Was that supposed to make me feel like, like not at all. Nothing about that made me feel like y'all didn't exploit that boy, take advantage of him completely and have used it to generate wealth for your family. Like, nothing you just said <clears throat> made me feel like that was no longer true. So, you took advantage of him. Mm-hmm. Legally, mentally, all of these things. Emotionally, emotionally, all of these things. Yeah, yep, yep. Financially, all of these things. You took advantage of him. That's wide open in the streets, right? This nigga, as an adult, was like, uh, so give me my money. Yeah. I now know better. We're doing better. Yeah. Give me my money. Yeah. And so your perspective now is that he told y'all to give him his money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. What are y'all talking about? They were like, um, he said if we don't give him his money, he gonna tell y'all. He's gonna tell on us. Uh, okay, oh. bitch. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How dare he? Am I supposed to have an issue with that? I don't. <laughs> I super don't. Oh, <laughs> so. God, these people. Ugh. 
It's like, just be wrong. Just be wrong. It's like Diddy in that, oh, wow. uh, that, did you see what Diddy posted on Instagram? No. Oh, oh Lord. I'm so taking a step back from that because there's an update every 45 minutes. And there's an update that literally just came out uh, today. New allegations from an underage person. and Oh, I did see that. Yep, yeah, they are extremely graphic and horrible. And so he got on Instagram talking about enough is enough. For the last couple of weeks, I've sat silently and watched y'all try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. And these sickening allegations have been made against me by people just looking to get paid and I didn't do none of this awful shit and I'm a fight for my name and my family and for the truth. It's like, girl. But then why did you settle with Cassie if you didn't do any of it? If these are sickening allegations that have been made against you by individuals looking for a payday, how come you're not countersuing for defamation? How come you're just paying people? <laughs> I'd love to know. I'm not, I'm not. Is it because you, you did all that shit and then on. some? I mean, I'm, I'm asking. I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Right. It's not, it's not adding up to me. Maybe you would like to clarify, but to, to say something now and to have it be in the context of, well, all these people are just looking to get paid. Are they looking to get paid because you actually did the shit? I feel like this is, I don't, we don't have anything <laughs> it's to, like the twoies and this michael Ower thing oh he just wanted money does he want money because you did that shit <laughs> he wants money because you owe him money i'm you oh, want us to be mad God. at him for wanting his money from you and telling Child. us that y'all owe him money and yes. that you're white liars <laughs> And apparently this new person filing a lawsuit has, like, actual evidence of the photos, videos, something like that. I'm sure there's tons of quote-unquote evidence out there. Like... No, but it's included in the... It's included in the law. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, that to to your point, Mm -hmm. it's like, aside from accusers, I'm sure there's tons of people... Honestly, who are like, I'm staying out of it. Da, 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 da. Who mm-hmm. could fully be like, here is my camera roll there. Yeah. Or here is this, the ba 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 there. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff, but. Yep. It's just a mess. It really is. <clears throat> but this, this woman suing him now has the same lawyers who represented Cassie. So I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's bringing a little bit more gravity to the situation. Um, but. It's just, there's nothing else to say about, like, Diddy in particular. Not that I know of. Like, I I have nothing else for this nigga. I was never that big of a fan in the first place. You know, I'm not a New Yorker. I'm not, uh, you know, a native. I'm not Northern. I don't feel no particular strong ties to him to, you know, feel no type of way about his downfall. Like, I just kind of, you know, for me, he was just a little take that, take that nigga, you know, bad boy. And that's just, that's just all I really ever thought about Diddy, the Diddy Mm -hmm. Bob, you know? I didn't really, I hadn't heard all these inside stories. I'm not one of them people who like is in the industry like that. So I didn't know about none of that. And so hearing all this is just like, wow, like niggas is really disgusting. Like, and it's oh, it's like one person says something, and then the floodgates open, and then even the people who mm-hmm. was working with you support all that shit. And it's like, yeah. not y'all trying to swoop in now and be the good guy and corroborate the stories. Meanwhile, when the shit was going on, you was right there, turning around, True. acting like you didn't see it. 
giving hoes cash and telling them to take a cab. Like, you was supporting him while he was doing all this shit. So, yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. But when you said that about the, oh, you just want money, it reminded me of him saying that, like, oh, y- y'all just trying to get paid. Hmm. Maybe because you did that shit. Is it is it because you did that shit? You let me know. Let me know. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Let's say, see if there's anything nice. <laughs> well, this isn't. Um, I think there are rumors that uh, Ashanti is pregnant. Oh, Lord. Yes, there are. <laughs> Ashanti, according to Us Weekly, is pregnant with her first child after jumping back into a relationship with Nellie. Personally, this would be her first child, their first child together. I think Nelly already has three kids. Damn. They were out at an event in St. Louis, mm-hmm. I think over the weekend. And 
you know, Nelly did the whole hand on her stomach thing. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, and it was, it was very blatant too. It wasn't like one of those things where you on a red carpet and you have to be doing a prom, promy pose mm-hmm. and you're, and you know, you were holding it and then it's like, hold it. It was like very deliberate. Yeah. They both were touching her stomach a lot. And so this isn't like an official, I don't think I've seen an official, hey, I'm preggers guys type thing. Yeah, no, I haven't either. When it comes to quote unquote source insider, I take all of that shit with a grain of lorries. So, you know, if she is, congrats. I hope she has a healthy pregnancy. Yeah, I don't think I. It's, it's interesting because my feelings about Nelly are mixed. Like, his music was really huge when I was like, in college and in the club partying a lot. So like same. I have a lot of fond memories of that. But then I also have not yeah. forgotten these multiple rape accusations and lawsuits and all that that was just settled a few years ago. And I I I might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So every time I see him, that's kind of in the back of my mind. Like I think it's four or five women that have accused Nelly of rape or sexual assault. And he is. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm sure this was stuff we even talked about on the show because it's been. Uh, no. We yeah. Probably have. We probably <laughs> Shows old boots. So every time I see him, it's kind of like that, mm, you know, like I get that feeling about him. But. And There's I, so many that I'm just like. <laughs> no, you cannot keep them. track. You cannot. There's, there, we need a database at this point. But. um. I'm not a, you know what it really is, all that aside, I, I'm not a fan. I don't believe in circling the block. <laughs> I believe in breaking up and staying broke. <laughs> I don't like that shit. I do not like that shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know them. I don't know their relationship. It, they might be so happy together, but for me... They do look happy, but um, they were also very, like, especially Ashanti. I remember there being eras where it was like, mm. Like, I think they were out at an event once or something, and it was, mm-hmm. like, the first time they had seen each other since they broke up years ago. And he tried to, like, talk to her, and she was very much oh, like... Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then something. a couple of weeks after that, we saw them hanging out, and yeah. here we are now. So, I mean, you know, whatever. I think the <laughs> part of it is just me being, like, gross. Why would you do that? Like, settling exactly. the block with this nigga. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I guess, like... I, I'm I'm truly wishing the best for you and your baby. I am, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that is nice. There you have it. <laughs> what else? Do I, can't, I mean, I don't I don't believe where we are owed any we owe anybody anything. Um, I I, I completely agree. Okay, and so yeah, you know, there's that for that. Um, I had an additional thought, and then it just completely escaped my mind, but. Uh, oh, no, it was what you were saying about spinning the block. Um, I was just like, I mean, there are probably some circumstances. Like, mm-hmm. I had to move to France for work. Yeah. And we broke up. But it was just, uh, uh, and then you you downed Afropunk <laughs> some years later. And across the the park, you see... Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and, like maybe that. Because there was no like 
Right. When both of you are just devastated, but it's like, damn, this ain't going to work out. No one did anything. Right. Right. And so, you know, that's just kind of how I look at those situations. Like, is it really worth it to spend the block? Because normally y'all end up mad and just re-blocking each other. That's normally how that's, it goes. And, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> and that's the thing is the thing with that. That's what usually happens. After a few weeks, y'all be like, oh, I remember why the dick wasn't good enough. And it was all this other shit about you that got on my fucking nerves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's <coughs> typically how that goes. But, you know, best of luck now that there's a baby involved. Yeah. Um, speaking of, like, being separated from your nigga and whatnot. So there was a story that came out that said Shirley Ralph was planning to finally move in with her husband mm-hmm. that she's been married to since, I think, 2005. Yeah. Like, 18 years. So, you know, the girls were like... <laughs> it was very funny. I didn't see, like, a lot of people talking about it. I might be saw, like, two or three tweets in relation to this. Mm-hmm. But it really was, like... At least one perspective of like, see, this is the thing with and like a fake, judgy, dumb soapbox.net ass, you know, that whole thing. And then another perspective was like, girl, me down. This is the ideal, (laughs) honey, but I'm making it to 20, babe. (laughs) Like the girls were like, (laughs) the girls were like, this. Is us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, talking about this is my blueprint. Like this right. is my, you're my North Star. But you know, of course, the actual the the headlines are salacious and the actual truth is nowhere near that. <laughs> right. My auntie came Wild. forward and said, first of all, stop. Calm down. <laughs> like calm down. Everybody calm down. That's not what this is giving. Mm-hmm. Um if you did not know. Uh, Shirley Ralph's husband is Vincent Hughes. He's a senator, I think, in Pennsylvania State. Um, and so he spends a majority of his time at the fucking Capitol. He's a politician. <laughs> she spends a great portion of her time in Los Angeles because she's an award-winning actor. Right. Shooting one of our favorite shows. You want us to not have Abbott Elementary because she lived with this nigga? Um, right. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> right. So, you know, it's just another example of how blogs take something that is pretty innocent and word it in a way that will get you to engage with it. And, you know, I I agree that, like, I saw a few tweets and it seemed like people just mostly having fun with the idea, but... Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. really a story. It's like, of course. Yeah, she said they live together on and off. And they but... see each other, I think, every two weeks for a week. So, to me, that's plenty. I'm like, <laughs> this is cool. Right. <laughs> like, Yeah, this uh, almost sounds ideal. But, yeah. So, but, you know, happy for her. I'm going to leave my girl alone. Yeah, so glad Abbott is coming back. My God, I need it. It has been the worst semester without it. Especially, the like ending yeah i come home from right yes and but i come home from class and i watch abbott that's like my little routine so it's been fucked up without it gotta give the writers and the actors what they deserve got to got to got to and even the acting contract is still kind of i was gonna say i don't i don't i'm not seeing everybody on one accord about this ai shit i'm not seeing it (laughs) and and we shouldn't be yeah (laughs) i mean we should be but but we, yeah, ain't, yeah. can't be, yeah. Um, 
So, did you have Carrie Hilson and Tierra Marie having beef in 2023 on your bingo card? I didn't have Carrie Hilson or Tierra Marie on my bingo card. Much less beef. That's fair. Much less. Yeah. What the hell happened there? <laughs> something old. <laughs> yeah. Something, something so old. So oh. old. What is it? Like, she wouldn't hold the magazine. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Deep cut. <laughs> so Tank has a podcast, I believe. Carrie Hilson was on the oh, podcast. No. Oh no, it went from worse to worse. <laughs> I don't know exactly why, because I only watched a clip of it. Um but Carrie Hilson was talking about the time that she performed and how it's like she kind of framed it like performer's etiquette, where if someone's on stage and you're sitting in the audience, especially front row, you could give them, like, the courtesy of of giving, like, a certain type of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a particular performer who was sitting front row of one of her performances who just had, like, a nasty, I don't want to be here type attitude. She also made it clear to to say that that person was essentially a plus one uh, to the nigga who she was there with, who was a friend of Carrie's. Gotcha. So she said after the show, they came backstage and she tried to check the girl on some Decatur shit. And like she said that girl's town came out as well and they almost got to scrap in. So... It was very like, we're not saying any names. We're not going to dot, dot, dot. Yeah. In my mind, watching the clip, I was like, why even talk about this? Like, what's the... the yeah, point? right. Um, so... Her, I'm sorry, but Carrie calling somebody else pretty insignificant at this point is just a little too much for me. Hmm, sorry, but continue, please. <laughs> I guess after this came out, Tia Marie decided to say, hey, she talking about me. She went on Instagram and said, y'all people got to leave me alone. I don't bother anybody. Just leave me the fuck alone. So now, Carrie, what's up? You want to fight or do you not want to fight? Because I'm going to whoop your ass when I see you. I'm sick of you people bothering me. You had a whole different story when I was in the face. You're a liar, bitch. And then Carrie also responds to that. With two paragraphs, I'm not going to fully read. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay. Um, but she says, uh, well, fellas, I guess the I ain't saying no name segment didn't work well this time. Oh, so it's like a segment of the podcast mm. where you say where some they blind tell a item. Secret? Yeah, okay. Well, I mean Oh, that's a great idea. The pro I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, this did happen around 12 to 13 years ago. I actually never knew until I saw the previous post that you also told this story publicly. (laughs) Listen, we were very young in our careers, and I remember and was remembering, I was remembering how I felt when it happened, but I don't feel a way about the situation now. She then goes on to say they've seen each other party, apologize, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hmm. Wishing you the best, though. Interesting. <clears throat> I was just like, did I wake up in the past? Right. Did I wake up in what, 2006? 2007? Oh Is that what's going on? I don't. Right. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie really did this to herself. She really did. I don't know why she. I, I don't know why she. Mm-mm. 
You know what I would do in that situation if somebody was like, oh, tell us a story, but don't name no names. I would absolutely make something up. I would never, I would never tell a real story because you don't know who the real person has told that exact same story to. And now it's no longer a blind item. It's like everybody can see it item. So about it is though. Oh man. People are still going to be like, ooh, bitch. She's talking about T.S. Madison. And and y'all can speculate all you want to, but it's not true, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) True. So y'all can say, that I don't care about. People saying shit about me. (laughs) Oh, people thinking something about me that isn't true. I don't know nothing about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with that. So y'all can can do that all y'all want to, but... Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I would totally uh, tell a story about you. (laughs) No, you get furry. No. No, like, I mean, if I was on Tank's podcast and he was like, tell us a story and don't say no names, I would tell a story about Tank. And I just wouldn't uh, say his name. <laughs> and watch that nigga grow visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. This time, I think this got messy because it sounds like Carrie was being kind of, like, dismissive of the girl or, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I said something, she said something, we almost got to scrap in, this could have got ugly, like, this person, pretty insignificant and all this, but when we saw each other in person and we had that in-person apology, it wasn't none of that energy. It was just, like, hey, girl, you know, we was young on some dumb shit, like, so, and that's what I don't respect. She really thought, I think Carrie truly thought nobody would ever figure out who she was talking about. Meanwhile, Tierra Marie had already told the whole story on some so, other shit. So. And that just, I mean, and and to Carrie's point, <clears throat> or, it, you know, to be fair, it does prove that she has not kept up with what that girl is doing at all. Because if you knew that she had already publicly told the story, then you wouldn't have repeated it, especially when it was supposed to be anonymous. So for me, I'm just like, mess. <laughs> do you know that Serge Ibaka has put out music before she has? Like, Sergi Baca, over the past few years, has steadily been releasing music. And yet, you're going on a podcast oh. to talk about the time you almost fought Tierra Marie. This is why I can't... Why don't you go on a podcast no... when you have something coming out? Maybe she does have something coming out. She and it just... Man. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I, you know... Again, same way Carrie did this to herself, Carrie did the her public downfall to herself as well. She shot herself in the foot, aligned herself with the wrong niggas, did some monkey shit. And it's like, it seems like maybe you've learned a little bit, but not enough to stop repeating that same pattern. Like, whatever that is about you, Carrie Hilson, you really might want to just investigate that within yourself. What is that? And like, don't let Nick. I don't know. There's just something particularly irksome about niggas walking you into mess. Yep. Podcasts. Yep. Because ain't nobody dragging tank. <laughs> <laughs> but, ain't nobody dragging polo to Don. <laughs> they're not going to force you to say any goddamn thing on there. You'll be like, girl, I'm not going to do that. I don't, want yeah. to. I don't know nobody's names. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Or say say something good. You know, it I would absolutely make something, something up. I would, I, or I would take another story I know, like maybe something that a friend told me a thousand years ago and change some key details. Something like that. But I would never, I'm just not going to, actually, you know what? Like, n- not saying no names sound like something too messy for me to even participate in. 
You know what I would probably do? I would probably be like, so one time, like so many years ago, uh, we went over to like a, a house function and a couple of us, a small group of friends, we started playing phase 10. And so, uh, you know, someone in this group, I won't say who they are, but they're recognizable. Um, it was their first time having played phase 10. And so they, for whatever reason, got incredibly <laughs> frustrated as the game starts to go mm. on and they were losing. Yep. Um, and decided uh, towards the latter half of the game to throw a wild tantrum, yep. toss everyone's cards into the sky and ruin the game. Yep. And um, and they still seem to be working. Nobody's judging them for it. Um, but it was like, <laughs> and that was that's what I would do. That's a great I And <laughs> you know what? Who could it be? Oh my god! We don't know do who would react that who way over it? a card game. Hmm, you guys, let's think about it. <laughs> <laughs> who would do such a thing? Hmm. It's like, but I've definitely, there you go. I've already talked about, we have both talked about the fact that, or the time that I lost my damn mind losing tape. You're not, <laughs> so you're, not you're not good at losing games. You're not. You're not one of those people who could just play a game and lose and it's okay. I'm not going to argue with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you look like you was finna and then you decided the evidence is too strong against you. Yeah, no, you. I don't like to lose games. <laughs> See, I don't mind losing. It's the playing that's fun for me. I mean, I love winning, but I love playing more. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does that completely unrelatable? What else do we have here? Um, I'll do one more. Uh, Is there one more? There's so many. Oh, okay. Travel, uh, Cardi B and Offset unfollowed each other again and said some cryptic shit. They'll be back together next Tuesday. Right. Probably. Because it's Christmas. Um, gonna just close that one. I don't really want to talk about Tamar and that white man. Um, Jeannie, Jeannie Mai and Jeezy are getting divorced already. Um, it's kind of messy. I think she accused him of cheating and he was like, the fuck? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. She also said that she found out about the divorce, uh, the way that everybody else did. Woo! You know, through the internet and stuff. Uh, Jeezy also seems to be denying that. Um. Hmm. I don't know. There you, you have that. Don't they, do they have a baby? A baby? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they have, like, a one-year-old. Okay. Right after she said she um, didn't want to... Well, not right after, but she had been talking about how she didn't want to have mm -hmm. kids, and then she met him, and everything changed, and when you meet the perfect person, you just have to reproduce, and now here you are. Uh, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes have a podcast together, right? These are the two um, former co-hosts of Good Morning America. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> uh, who got axed, I think, late last year um, after it came out that they had been in a romantic relationship, a secret romance, uh, while they both were still legally married. Uh, and since then, they've gone out to European places or wherever the fuck they could be photographed, taken 
pictures in that same prom ass pose and, you know, trying to mm-hmm. wear their love affair, you know, with pride. I suppose on the latest, our first episode of their fucking podcast, they talked about, you know, the firing and uh, they tried to say, first of all, TJ said that they lost the jobs. We lost the jobs we love because we love each other. <sighs> Life skin nonsense. That. <laughs> um, that's not why. So y'all, okay, sorry. Right. <laughs> it's not love that did it. <laughs> um, they also like. Oh, you know, they were being labeled as adulterers or outed as adulterers and that wasn't the case because they weren't she they were both separated and you know they were uh, getting into dif- into divorce proceedings on both sides and you know Amy says that she and her man were uh, separated for like three months or something and blah blah blah, blah. legally separated or not because otherwise <laughs> that's your husband <laughs> So, you know, I guess the moral of of the story they're writing here is that they're um, happier than ever, than than they've ever been, which, cool. Okay. Um, So, the thing that made me laugh was the, we lost the jobs we love because we (laughs) love each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, queen. (laughs) No. No, no. <laughs> That's not why. That is not the fuck why you lost your goddamn job, sweetie. You lost your job because both of y'all are a hot-ass mess, and this shit was messy, and y'all are messy, and the whole thing was messy, and it brought to the network mess, and it, right. it, it submerged everything that y'all were doing in production in mess, and then everybody coming to work can barely focus on work because we are drowning in mess because the way that you decided to handle this was mess. Like, I don't understand... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah if y'all had been divorced and then well oh, first of all i'm not sure if like these kind of relationships are even allowed in their contracts i don't know the answer to that but and maybe they talk about it on that podcast that i will never listen to i'm just not this right. invested in their business right but you know all that aside if y'all were actually divorced from your spouses and then started dating or being publicly linked to each other it would not have been anywhere near as scandalous. The whole reason exactly. that it caused all this uproar is because both of you were publicly married. Do you not get it? And and now as paparazzi or a private investigator or somebody pictures of y'all holding hands in the woods and unpacking tents and shit, like you ain't even doing family ABC. shit with this bitch. <laughs> what you mean? Talk about she was trying to wait until the divorce proceedings became like cleaned up or tightened up or whatever to tell ABC closer to to January or whatever. It's like that was the plan to go out dating and hugged up and and Peloton and and whatever the fuck else. But just like what? Of course. And then, of course, people are going to paint you as adulterers. Thank you. Because I was just going to say it. I was just going to say it. How we else? don't know. You're, like, what are you talking How about? If you're publicly y'all... married, like, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, we're in me love. And, me and her go together. We're in love. 
people are going to say, oh, oh. adultery. Like, what did you think was going to happen? And you didn't say shit. Yes. So how is this anybody's <laughs> fault but yours? Right. How is it? How did we go from both of you are married to other people to we're in love without adultery? How did they do that? How did they do that, Sharon? We're not adulterers. Adultery had to have happened at some point. Because again, marriage versus who y'all are with right now. So as far as everyone is concerned, you're still married. Don't nobody know that y'all are going through nothing, yep, whatever. Nothing, like, nothing. As far as everybody knows, both of y'all motherfuckers are still married to separate people. You are secretly engaging in romance and so on with your coworker that you sit next to on a daily, <laughs> daily basis amidst a huge yeah. production that is nationally broadcast. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. And you thought, <laughs> let's just keep this a secret. Mm-hmm. Until we feel like not keeping it a secret anymore. But then when the secret obviously came out, because again, y'all messy, mm-hmm. you didn't think people were going to say, oh, wow, these married people are clearly cheating on their spouses. Y'all were out in the world kissing and holding hands. So. I'm not I'm not surprised that this white woman is not taking accountability. Of course not. And I'm kind of not surprised that this light-skinned nigga isn't either. <laughs> So, like, you know, it's just, like, for me, I would rather, like, it would be less ick Mm -hmm. if y'all would just, you know, do these couple challenges where y'all try to do, you know, yoga poses and shit together or, or bake or just be in a relationship. Don't try and kick me no goddamn shit to try and convince people in your new era of whatever the fuck you're trying to make your career right. that you're not horrible people that lied and did whatever the fuck else. Also, why were both of you in divorce proceedings? Why are both of y'all separated? Is it because y'all met somebody else? Who might that somebody else be? What happened? And how did that happen? <laughs> was it not adultery? <laughs> like, it's like, adultery? I want you to understand that we don't... like. It's like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> because people are going to just be like, okay, girl, because it is giving it's, okay, girl. Right. So just bake some fucking cookies. Right. Like, I would actually respect more of a... You know, we worked so closely together. We developed a bond and things progressed from there. And we decided that it was time to divorce our spouses. Then... We're not adulterers. Okay. Okay. Or, or let episode one be, all right, here's where we fucked up at. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, something, something. But uh, whatever. I'm sure they're going to have like plenty of listeners just based off the scandal of it alone, the mess of it alone. And, um, oh, girl, this is Bravo waiting to happen. Did you see that their exes are dating each other? Mm-hmm. So it really is reality show shit at this point. I'm like, telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. It couldn't be Andy more Cohen, <laughs> TJ looked down at his phone and said, how the fuck did Andy Cohen get my <laughs> I'm telling you. And it's like, just going ahead and do that. Because like you just said, most mm-hmm. people who are tuned in are probably They're here know, for doing it. so with a glass of red Absolutely. wine. Absolutely. They want the mess. So please deliver. I'm just, I just don't care about this white light business at I, all. I, I, 
And I'm probably never going to speak on it unless somebody tells me something that was said on that podcast. And I feel like that was stupid. (laughs) I'm not going to go. Which is this. (laughs) Which is this. But I'm not seeking that shit out. Like, girl. Fire, because y'all were in love. (laughs) Niggas don't give a fuck about your love. Also, weren't there rumors that he had been dating multiple people that he worked with? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was some other, right. It was some other allegations that came up that maybe kept TJ from coming back to work. And then it was like, oh, well, we can't bring back the white woman, but not the black man. That's going to be terrible. So both of y'all got to go and find something else to do. So it's what it is. Yeah. Y'all be all right. That's it for the hot tops this week. Take a break. Take a break. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts we're back it's time for your letters yes it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show our first letter is from natalia from florida who said i wanted to ask kid fury she made sure to include that she's also from florida i wanted to i wanted to ask kid fury his thoughts about the GTA VI trailer. Um, Grand Theft Auto 6. Yes. Sorry, I read that completely different. <laughs> but you got it. You got I got there. it. I got there. It's part of my read, but my thoughts okay. aren't. So I'll just say uh, the trailer was what I expected it to be. It was much kind of like a cinematic trailer uh, using the game, what seems to be the game engine. So we'll mm-hmm. see what the game itself looks like. Um, but it was kind of just shots of the location of the new Grand Theft Auto, which they're going back to Vice City. I don't know if you heard of Grand Theft Auto Vice City I when have. you were younger. I have. That was the one they really hated. (laughs) 
Who hated? Park City was really successful. No, not the players. Like the people who are critical of Grand Theft Auto for the violence and the oh, oh. the terribleness of of what is what takes place in that. Mm. I remember Vice City got being it, one it. where they were like, "This is even more heinous than the other ones." So yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't know that um, for myself. I I only kind of played once, or I watched somebody else play, and I was disgusted. Yeah, it's 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 not. I was going to say it's not as bad. It's really... <laughs> Can you still beat up sex workers and get your money back? Because that... No. That made me sick. No. That made me sick. No. I'm trying to think if there were even, like, sex workers roaming the street of Los Santos like that. That was not, like, that That was one that mm. always got, like, a lot of criticisms. Running over Girl Scouts. Like, just depraved bullshit. I think it's gotten a little less um, gross in that respect. But okay. it's still a very, like, violent, raunchy crime. It's about carjackings. <laughs> still? That's like the tip of the ice. Well, I mean, and that's, that's what I... Ex- okay. Oh, so you do much more than just steal cars. Yeah. Okay. Bangs, all kinds of shit. Okay, got you. Um, But a lot of people who have this like super warped um, idea of Grand Theft Auto and hate it have not played it. Oh, that's me. Well, I don't hate it, but I hated what I saw when I... And you should have. When I did. Um, that was gross. Um, so yeah, the latest game is a return to Vice City, which is, uh, inspired by Miami. Uh, and it looks a lot like Miami to me, mm-hmm. which is very fascinating. I saw, I guess I'll get into commentary during the read because mm-hmm. I'll just, but, uh, it looks cool. It looks very, the graphics look great. It looks a lot like, the city from the beaches to little Haiti to big booty girls twerking on cars mm-hmm. to all kinds of stuff. I know that is going to evolve into absolute badness, especially once DLC comes along, once the online mode goes live, it's going to go insane. But I'm excited uh, to play it because I'm, I'm for Grand Theft Auto for the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the story that thing about Grand Theft Auto is a lot of the time when it comes to crime and shit, you're not encouraged to do horrible things to innocent people. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice, I guess. <laughs> um, Someone's probably going to be like, you forgot this mission in San Andreas, <laughs> but I'm not, like... <laughs> oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just encouraged to walk around and beat people up or whatever. You can. It gives you the opportunity <laughs> to do that if you want to because it's a sandbox. But most of the time, But it's you're not, not punished for doing so. I mean, if you walk down the street and shoot someone, the police will come after you. Oh, they will. Okay. Yeah. It has what's... Oh, fuck, what is it called? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the system right now. Just okay. Me. But Grand Theft Auto made this system popular which is you do crime the police come after you for doing crime and the more crime you do or the worse 
it gets, the more they will send out like they stars. Yes. Okay. You get to like five stars on that system. They're sending helicopters, SWAT, whatever, whatever. Uh, what an interesting. So you can't name. really just <laughs> go around and do whatever the fuck you want to, without. So do they shoot you, know, you when they find you? Do they kill you, or do you go to jail? The police. Yeah. No, they'll kill you. Oh, okay. Well, that's real life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Well, I don't want you to say too much because I know it's part of your read too, but... Mm-hmm. All right. I just, it, it looks fine. It looks like it'll probably be at least... Mm, yeah. Pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw some clips uh, and they were talking about how they really studied Florida in order to get some of the... <laughs> the, okay. the Floridian nuances just right. Yeah, and it was uh, all the stereotypes, but... <laughs> I looked at the the supposed map of the game, mm-hmm. and it looks like it has some version of Lake Okeechobee, like, right between Little Haiti and South... It's just, like, this weird... Wow. Like, they tried to take, like, South Florida up into, like, Central Florida and then just smush it into a Florida oh, burger. got you. But I honestly think it's just going to consist of South Beach, North Beach, the hood, mm-hmm. the swamps, probably Hialeah, and then, like, white rich areas. That sounds right. I think what... It's and about- what I saw was the swamps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That looked fun. Um, but okay thank you for that let's get on to another letter this one's from Tay who says I'm a 31 year old woman living in DC and I've been single since I was 24 I have plenty of hookups and my phone never has peace from men but I'm still single mostly because none of these men have been worth my time outside a good dick and I'm pretty content being alone since I've never been in a relationship in my adult life I feel like I'm scared to put myself out there because I've gotten so used to being alone I don't even know what life in a relationship would look like or how I would fit them into my life. Most of my friends are married or in relationships, and I do think it's something that I want to. Do you think I should just continue to live like I'm used to until somebody happens to come along? Or is it time to start putting in some real effort to dating so I don't end up alone forever? Do you guys believe the right person will come along at the right time? Or is putting yourself out there a big part of finding someone? Love, Tay. Hmm. Well, I mean, both-ish. Yeah. Because, like, I think, yes, putting yourself out there is a pretty important part of of meeting someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it has to come with certain expectation mm-hmm. or maybe lack thereof but um i think putting yourself out there creates um an opportunity for the right person to come along yeah but you also have to prepare for stinkers and not <laughs> let that skew your your vision on what it is you want or what's possible so i get it because you know putting myself out there is not something i'm good at either when it comes to dating or being date to ed Mm -hmm. so i understand that but um yeah you gotta like come out of your comfort zone and and see what's out there and um keep in mind that it's like being alone is fine 
mm-hmm. and being comfortable being alone is great. So, if you're already solid and being alone, what's there to lose by putting yourself out mm-hmm. there to possibly meet somebody? That's true. That could be interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, I think for a lot of us, it, I say us because this is actually coming up for me lately in therapy. My therapist is like, maybe you should, you know, stop just playing with these dykes and actually date somebody for real. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, but it's, she's like, you actually want it. You just need to switch something internally to open yourself up to the possibility because you want partnership, but you don't. But deep down, you really do. But you don't because niggas. Yeah. But you do because human. And so there's a part of us that needs to kind of switch internally to from like, nah, fuck that. I'm not even, you know, trying to go there with y'all. I'm not even trying to disrupt my peace with y'all to like, I am open to the experience of dating, even though I understand that dating is shit. And everybody knows this, like. Everybody bitches about dating and I am still open to the process. This is part of it. Mm-hmm. So there's that because, you know, unfortunately, we cannot just go to buildanigga.com and customize a partner and have them shipped to our home, you know, priority overnight. That is not that is not available to us. Amazon hasn't developed that technology yet, I guess. Like, And so until then, just living like you are and hoping that somebody happens to come along, it's not. I think there's a difference between that versus, um, you know, when people are like, you know, it happens when you least expect it. And I think the the difference is in the openness that I just talked about. It's like, are you actually putting yourself out there to date versus hookup? Because I like for right. me, I don't even position myself as like available uh, with the availability of a girlfriend. I don't never, ever tell these niggas that we are going to be together. Like, and so if you, but, you know, somewhere deep down, it's like you actually do want that deeper connection with a person. Then you have to kind of um, shift the way you not only go about dating, you know, getting back on the apps, telling your friends, going to parties, mixers, different events like that. You also have to have this internal shift, like this, this, view within yourself of like I am going to open myself up to this experience even though I know it is probably going to be stressful and deeply deeply irritating because I because otherwise I'm completely closing off the possibility that I'm going to find somebody that really is dope that I really would like to build a life with right so I get it, girl. But listen, you're only 31. You said you've never had a real adult relationship. It sounds like maybe you have spent these last. And I think that's a great I think that's great, by the way, like because you said that you've been dating like you hook up, but you haven't had a relationship. So you've used these past six, seven years to hopefully learn a lot about what you want in a partner versus what you don't. Um, and so it'll be easier for you to have boundaries or leave as soon as something doesn't feel like it's going to be the right fit for you. But yeah, you do have to put yourself out there, you know, literally and metaphorically. You have to be open to receiving the love that you want, even though you may get hurt in the process. So best of luck to you and the rest of us dealing with that, honestly. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's real out here. Should we do one more or should we? It depends on how much you have to say because I don't have a lot for the read. For your read. Well, I have a lot, but I don't know how long it'll take. I say let's just do the read then. Okay. So I'll save this next one. It's going to be super fun for next week. Um, and let's end it there. Uh, again, if you have a question for us, send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. We are back, and it's now time for the read. Mm-hmm. I will go first because mine should be truly <laughs> <laughs> not quick that and long. simple. Okay, all right. Okay, so first of all, uh, we touched on the GTA Six trailer. Uh, it was a huge thing for gamers. It was also a huge thing for niggas that I would not qualify as gamers because pretty much all they play is 2K and this. <laughs> so um, I'm not taking that away from you. I think gaming is just... I, I honestly believe that video games next to books are probably the best medium out there mm. love movies love tv shows love you know podcasts. websites whatever podcasts <laughs> work um but immersion in 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 games and books is just different for me anyway mm-hmm. that said um i get that a lot of people are excited about gta 6 gta 5 debuted around 12 years ago so it makes sense you know people have been waiting a long time for the new edition of the game now uh although this gta has the number six in it there are numerous other games because after gta 3 was not just gta 4 it was gta vice city and there was gta san andreas Mm -hmm. you have gta liberty stories i feel like there's one called chinatown stories gta has had a long long a capitalism-driven online component for its last game thing. Yeah, GTA 4. There's lots of GTA out there, girlfriends. Mm. <clears throat> Each, and for whatever reason, this GTA will be the first one 
to have a female protagonist, female playable protagonist in really? the campaign. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because girls do crime in two. <laughs> Okay, that's equal rights, I guess. (laughs) Now, there were rumors for some time that the playable uh, protagonists in this game were going to be some sort of a Bonnie and Clyde uh, story character thing. Uh, And according to what we saw in the trailer, that very much seems to be the case. It seems there will be two playable characters. One, uh, a woman by the name... Oh, God, did they say her name was Lucia? Am I making that up? Uh, one is going to be, yeah, this really cool looking, uh, cool looking girl who pops up in the trailer, and then some very regular looking white man who I guess plays her, her counterpart. Yeah, it's Lucia, or maybe Lucia. So, really, my read is just focused on, um, a couple of things. First of all, people are saying like, oh, this game is going to set niggas back, blah, 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 blah. I mean, kind of ways based on some of the stuff they saw in the trailer. Primarily, you know, girls twerking on South Beach and like niggas in the hood. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just looking like niggas in the hood. Um, I didn't see anybody um, eating watermelon with big red lips. I didn't eat that. Like, I didn't. You know, um, so I want to remind y'all that y'all be coming to Miami and going to South Beach and throwing ass on the hood of mm-hmm. any car. Um, it's part of uh, its charm. Yeah. And I don't feel like anybody should stop y'all from doing that. As I said earlier, life's short. Um, so that complaint to me was very strange, especially since it's also... There's so many shots of of what's to be expected in the world of GTA 6, and not all of it is Black, because not all of Miami, Vice City, whatever, is Black. Mm, okay. So what I saw, as I said already, looked pretty familiar to me as someone who grew up there. Miami, not Vice City. Vice City's not real. Okay. <laughs> the other um, thing that I think is way more annoying are the incels who are crying SJW because um, the lead character or one of the lead characters is female. And I know no one's ever going to say anything to you that's going to make you change your perspective because it's so decided and so who you are as a person. Terrible, I mean. Um Women do stuff. Like, women do mm-hmm. many things. All the things. I would almost say anything you can do, a woman might be able to do better. <laughs> that, so, we can't keep doing this bullshit, especially when we're talking about fictional stories where... We go, a woman is at the front of the story. Liberal, left wing, garbled, woke, blue aired, woke, fucking. Because one character is a woman? One? One playable character is a woman? There have been about a dozen Grand Theft Auto games. (laughs) 
And they finally put a woman in one. Mind you, there is also a regular white man right here in the promotional materials. Oh, my God. You're not just having to... I don't understand. Like, y'all are dead serious with this... And it's also just so gamer for y'all to be like, where is this? Where is this? When are we getting this? And then the thing comes out or you get confirmation of the thing. Day one, y'all find something to complain about. And then y'all don't even be complaining about good shit. Chop. All of y'all are a chop. You don't even deserve the game. I w- they shouldn't even put it out. <laughs> like, Damn. Like, y'all, honestly... Ugh. Anyways. Uh, and then lastly, this... Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say... Um, I've seen a lot of y'all in my Twitter mentions and other places who have me concerned that y'all are going to manifest um, acrimony too. I don't know who keeps making these <laughs> these movie posters. Um, they're fake, I want to say they're, they were funny. But I know it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Please. Or Tyler is like, hmm. Why not? <sighs> and I just don't think that we need to do that. So, like, I think we've had our fun. Yeah. Um, but it's starting. No, I'm starting to get concerned that this is going to really happen. And it shouldn't. Please, I just when got chills. Enough? I just got chills. <laughs> no. All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, horrible idea. Worse than the Baby Boy remake, sequel, whatever. <laughs> oh, wait. Thank you for reminding me. Tyrese. Oh, what did Tyrese do? So... Lil Nas X um, oh, Lord. <laughs> tweeted the other day, do y'all mind if I enter my Christian era? Something like that. <laughs> and he posts a clip oh, of him <laughs> out in like a an empty intersection in the middle of the night somewhere. And he's singing this, I, I assume is a new song he's going to release. And it's, really spiritual i don't know what it's not like christian christian Mm -hmm. or whatever i think he says god or father or something maybe once or twice in the lyrics that i heard in this clip at least but it is very much about like looking for hope and hopeless times and trying to like like it seems like it it kind of also touches on the quest for like self-understanding self-acceptance like i there's lyrics and they're just like, I don't want these feelings or something. Is that what he says? Um, so it honestly sounds like it has the capacity to be something that means a lot for certain people who have a spiritual connection with God or who have a desire to have a spiritual connection with God, but by virtue of who they are, don't feel as though they are permitted one. Um, and the emotions that could come with that. So it is frustrating to see things like Tyrese commenting, y'all gonna learn to stop playing with God. God is not to be played with. From shoes with devil signs and devil's blood in the show soul. We can all change. I get it. But I feel a way about people making a mockery about Jesus. Do you life your life? 
Do what makes you happy, but y'all better stop playing with Jesus out here. Now, again, you can look at what I looked at and surmise whether or not you believe this to be uh, playing with Jesus. Um, I fully doubt it. I have a feeling that Tyrese is one of them. Never mind. Because I don't even... Y'all love to do this about shit that don't matter. Like... This is obviously just a Gen Z kid talking the way they do, like all my Christian era, not necessarily meaning like here I am finna pivot to gospel, but like here I am talking about something spiritual or, you know, whatever. Like, I just don't, y'all, why would Tyrese even, why would you even take it there? Like, don't you have a divorce and child support payments to talk to Jesus about? I was going to say, while we're bringing up Jesus, uh, some of the things that your your baby mama and girlfriend and all this is, don't sound like Jesus had anything to do with them decisions. So what is all this? What is all this caping for Jesus now? Jesus is fine. He got it. Hmm. Playing with Jesus. Like, do you really think Lil Nas X could play with Jesus? <laughs> What? I don't get y'all. I don't. This is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> anyway, I think it might be surprising to some of y'all, but there are very many queer people um, who consider them Christian, who consider themselves Christian or consider themselves spiritual and have some sort of relationship with um God, mm-hmm. uh, and they are permitted to without you gatekeeping the religion because you can't do that. You'll never be able to do that. So try shutting the fuck up. <sighs> Good grief. They won't be now, happy with that little boy no matter what he does. So it's literally, and you're mad because he's gay and isn't ashamed of it and is open with it the same way y'all are open with y'all's sexuality. And that is what y'all's issue is. And that's all. <laughs> Okay. Did you say you were done? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the Renaissance movie. Mm. Um. So I guess first we we probably should discuss the issue of the film being shown in Israel. That's at the basis of a lot of these criticisms of Beyonce. Like people are mad that the film is being shown in Israel, which you know, of course, is in the middle of committing genocide against the Palestinians. Um, There have been clips coming out of, like, Jewish people in the theater turning up to Renaissance, singing Break My Soul, stuff like that, um, that don't sit well in a lot of people's spirits. Now, for me, the argument of whether the film was shown in Israel was never one that I was willing to engage with. I would have ignored that just like um, the skin bleaching allegations that y'all pulled Mm. out of thin air. Because to me... It does not make sense to have all this energy for the film being shown in Israel and not for the film being shown in the United States. (laughs) How do you think Israel is committing this genocide, babes? Whose help do you think they have? Who do you think is putting the battery in Israel's back? So how is the issue that the film is being shown in Israel, but not that it's being shown here? In that case, we would be against... We would be, we would, it would be anti all the movies. (laughs) Mm. The United States has given Israel more military assistance than any other country since World War II. More than $124 billion. 
Israel is already receiving $3.8 billion per year in military assistance under a 10-year plan that began in 2016. And even now, as they are ramping up their attacks on the people in Gaza, the Biden administration is like, "Mm, Israel, girl, like, can you please stop? It's a bad look. Our people don't like it. They're protesting in the streets. It's like... All these dead people, dead babies, body parts and all this. Like, can you chill? And Israel's like, girl, suck my dick. (laughs) And the Biden administration is like, okay, baby, love you so much. You never do anything wrong. Daddy will not take your big, strong toys away. In fact, I will send you more. So there's no way you can be against the film being shown in Israel without it being against it shown here. So again, I wasn't even going to engage that argument. What I felt was also important here is that like a lot of the feelings y'all are having about Beyonce are valid. There are valid criticisms of Beyonce, just like there are of most of us. Nobody's above critique. Yes, all the other things that y'all love to say, all of that is true. And it's fine to want Beyonce to speak up about what's going on in, in Palestine. It is fine to want that. It makes sense to want that. Those people are being slaughtered And as somebody who has evoked images of resistance, literally cited Malcolm X in her work, it is not unreasonable to want or to even expect her to say something here. You are allowed to want that. I would have never, ever, ever argued with y'all about wanting Beyonce to speak up about injustices going on in the world. That's not a thing that needs any defending. I get that. But of course, y'all never leave it there, do you? It's never the actual valid critiques that get shown and shared and go viral on social media. It's never that. It's always hating ass bullshit. Did you see this article that Vulture posted or published? Oh, yeah, I did see that. I did. So Vulture published, um, uh, it's supposed to be a review of Renaissance. There's not actual, there's not a lot of conversation about the actual film in this review, but it's called The Silence is the Loudest Part of Renaissance, a film. And um, so first off, I want to go ahead and clear something up. This is not a critique of Beyonce. I've seen a lot of, this is a critique, it's a good critique, it's this, an important critique, nobody's above critique. This is is a criticization. This is criticism of Beyonce, a criticization. (laughs) This is, critique is a detailed analysis an assessment of a work, the intention of which is to improve said work. It is impersonal. It is without bias. Criticism is the analysis and judgment of the merits and faults of a literary or artistic work. Mm. Analysis and judgments. Now, again, this should be of the merits and faults of the work itself, What Vulture published is more about the author's feelings about Beyonce. Now, I'm not going to... Well, no, I guess I have to summarize it a bit. Um, This person um, pretty much immediately starts coming at Beyonce um, for being vague about saying things like, you know, Renaissance is supposed to be... um, just something nice, a bomb, a safe space after everything we've been through in the world. And so this person is like, well, what you talking about? What's going on in the world? Are you talking about the racism, sexism, the people being violent to trans kids, the genocides? Like, bitch, pick one. What do you mean? (laughs) This is how you start 
with why you're not being specific enough about what's all going on in the world. Maybe because there is so much going on in the fucking world. True. And it's that type of energy all throughout. Talking about how everything Beyonce does, even the peaks into her life, our performances, like it's all just fake intimacy and <clears throat> everything she does is a performance. When we see her with her children, it's a, just another angle that she returns to again and again. And it's she's trying to position herself like she's a relatable everyday woman while she's tucking her kids in on a plane. And it's just a lot of this. It's a lot of like, um, there's no better word. It's a lot of hating ass shit. It's a lot of hating ass shit with a, an underlying layer of something that could be valid if it wasn't mixed in with all this other shit that didn't have nothing to do with the fucking movie. These things are about your contempt for Beyonce. It's written in such an ugly way. And it was really the part about Uncle Johnny that pissed me off and made me decide I was going to talk about it on the show. Because this writer says, you know, though Johnny died of AIDS complications, you're not going to learn that from Renaissance. The only mention of his final days comes when Beyonce's cousin Angie offhandedly refers to his hospice care. At first blush, the refusal to mention AIDS is odd in a documentary album and tour so primed on queer black joy. Interesting. 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 Do you mean to tell me that a documentary album and tour so primed on queer black joy, you're shocked. This it you don't understand why they didn't spend a lot of time delving into the sad parts of her uncle's life, delving into how hard it was to watch him die and be in hospice, and instead focused on the beauty, the talent, the strength, <laughs> the inspiration he gave to her. Really? That it's that type of shit all throughout it. So let me start where I left with Uncle Johnny. That man did not exist in Beyonce's life in order to serve as inspiration to others. It wasn't here. She wasn't here to educate you or anybody else about you know, the dangers of AIDS or whatever else. He was a man who had friends and family and was loved. The fact that they have been open about Uncle Johnny dying of AIDS, you can go back and find these videos from, I think, even 2016 with Beyonce talking about it. But also, like, again, I only saw the movie once, so I can't swear to this, but I could have sworn that Tina or Angie, somebody, did say that he died of in the movie, mentioned that it was HIV and seeing him in hospice. But again, they were celebrating his life the way... the Whoever wrote this would have much rather Beyonce gone into 15, 20 minutes of just weeping, I guess, and talking about how terrible AIDS is and how it took her uncle and how awful his death was or whatever else like you wanted this woman to tap into her personal pain like about her uncle somebody you never knew for what exactly for what exactly was it not enough to say we know the story girl are you new here we know it also in creating a production that is giving honor um to queer p- 
people, queer bodies, lies, stories, um, and in an effort to create a safe space, I think there's probably clear acknowledgement that many of us either can relate to that story in knowing someone who's been affected by AIDS or HIV mm-hmm. or being someone who is. And so do I want to go down to the Safe Space Beyonce concert and be triggered by... Like? What? <laughs> by this sad thing that I already know about um, and um, understand. Why would I want to even do? Why would I even want to use my uncle as the catalyst to have a conversation about this thing that these people understand and likely have had enough of in terms of gay storytelling, scripted and non-scripted, to be quite frank? So, like, why would I do that rather than celebrating how sickening my uncle Johnny is, was, will always be? Like, what do you want? What did you think it meant when she released it on World AIDS Day in honor of her uncle? Again, there's a part in this movie where uh, Beyonce is talking about how she, even as, you know, bad bitch Beyonce, has to argue with people about shit, the whole camera angle Mm -hmm. and thing. And yet whoever wrote this piece for Vulture is saying that, like, the nature of these disagreements that she has, like, who actually disagrees or any actual concrete tensions are never illuminated and we have to take her word for it. So, first of all, literally in the goddamn movie, you can see it. <laughs> like, literally, I, did you watch it? It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. We see her doing it. But also, I don't need a, if a black woman tells me, girl, I am the highest ranking bitch at this company and still I have to tell these motherfuckers blah 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 I'm absolutely going to believe her because I 100% understand what it's like to be working with people who don't respect me as a person who don't take me seriously despite my accomplishments Mm -hmm. so is it wild that that's happening to Beyonce yes but is it completely shocking not really because y'all love to disrespect black women it's a long, long history of that. And I don't understand how a person who appears to be a black woman didn't understand that. Whoever wrote this looks to me to be a black woman. I don't know how you didn't understand that. We have Girl, to take her word for it. We have to take her word for it. It's like you, you actually don't. You could just watch the movie. It's right there. Mm-hmm. But also, I would take a black woman's word for it. If she said, child, touring all over Europe, these crackers act like they can do whatever they want to to me. I... <laughs> fully believe that have you heard of europe <laughs> like uh, i don't know oh she even this person i don't know the pronouns child this person even reduces it's everything beyonce does is just boiled down to being a performance and even when it's not literally the performance it's like oh well you know, you tucking your kids in on a jet. And so even this is just you performing and um, and and just trying to be relatable and all this other shit. And so it's like, first of all, I think Beyonce saying I'm just like every other mom. And then we see her tucking her kids in on a jet is not to be taken as though Beyonce is quite literally like every other mother. She is working under the assumption that the viewer is not fucking stupid. 
We understand that she is not literally like every other mother because she is on a world tour and making a movie about it. She's talking to the camera. So we know that she's saying and showing that she parents her fucking kids and anybody who didn't go to the movie with a hater ass spirit on their heart could see it. This is what I'm saying. This is not even a review of the movie. This is just you not liking Beyonce. I didn't see the film, as I said. Couldn't it mean that my mind, my processing, my energy as it pertains to my child is just like any other mother? Or was it specifically about the physical care part? No, it's all of it because she also talks about how, you know, she is doing all this. She's working nonstop, putting, took four years to put the tour together, all the logistics of the tour it's crazy. They had like two or three different stages just so the stage could travel everywhere it needed to be on time. Like the logistics are wild. And she's talking about, you know, I'm doing all this. And when I get off stage, my kids don't give a fuck about none of that shit. That's mommy. OK. Right. Rumi wants to play categories like they don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, that makes sense. So most of this piece is focused on shit that don't have nothing to do with the concert or the movie. The legitimate criticism is buried underneath a bunch of hater ass shit. So why is it being positioned as a review of the concert film at all, Vulture? Why couldn't it just be somebody's feelings about Beyonce, period, as opposed to a review of the film? We get precious little about the actual film from whatever this is that was written. Yeah, it could have been completely different if it started with opinion, Colin. Yep. I yep. hate Beyonce. Yep. <laughs> and then this. Yep. Because the review, it, it goes so far as to criticize B for doing shit like filming her every move and storing all the footage in a temperature control unit. Like, girl, that is what everybody who makes a documentary does. Have you ever been a part of a documentary? They are rolling the cameras the whole First fucking scene. time. The whole fucking time. That is the point. Do I believe that Beyonce is 100% completely vulnerable, honest, and raw in how she depicts herself at all times when a camera's in front of her? Of fucking course not. But she is a human being, nonetheless. (laughs) And if you have ever, ever, ever taken a fucking picture of your plate at Enter (laughs) in your restaurant, (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's just, if you have gone down to the brunch and taken a fucking picture of your Tex-Mex scramble and posted it any the fuck where, I don't want to hear you say anything about anybody documenting everything yeah. in their life because everybody fucking does. So shut up. I mean, and that that is the whole point of this. The whole point is to give us little snippets of her life, of her process alongside the film itself. She could have very easily just given us the concert. She could have just given us the show and said, fuck it to all the rest of that shit. But see, when a, when a hating ass bitch is engaging in your shit, there's no way you can win. True. And this is what hating is. When, when plain good sense is right in front of your face and you say, nah, fuck that, because I don't like that bitch. That's what a hater is. That's what this is. And I think a lot of this, I think a lot of people are attacking Beyonce, first of all, because, you know, this world has a long, long history of holding black women to a higher standard than everybody else and acting like we have to be 
just not even perfect, but just better than everybody else. Like just this idea that the the scrutiny on us is deserved to e- extra scrutiny. Like, do you think Vulture published something like this about Taylor Swift's fucking concert film? About how Taylor Swift isn't really about that fucking freedom shit or she's not really anti-Trump or whatever and what else she could be doing like no so there's that Mm. there's that Mm -hmm. but also I think y'all are pushing back at Beyonce because she feels close to you she feels more accessible to you this person talks about Beyonce being you know a person of great wealth and power is Beyonce more powerful than you and I of course (laughs) of course is she more powerful than Joe Biden, Rishi Sunak, Emmanuel Macron, <laughs> the people who are Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> Some of y'all seem to think that Beyonce speaking up about something would be the end of the genocide. And again, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with wanting her to speak up. I fully get that. Not arguing with that. But some of you are overestimating what all she can do. Like I saw a tweet talking about, oh, y'all call her the queen and now all of a sudden it's too much to expect that she could. Okay, babes, once again, not literally a queen of anything. Doesn't actually have any power over nations or armies or anything like that. So aside from y'all just being used to going after black women for anything that you perceive to be wrong, I also think People are really fucking stressed there and and things are coming to a head. The economy is worse and worse. People are broke, struggling. It's the holidays. They feeling the pinch. They feeling the, the pressure and the stress. They're sick and tired of the goddamn government sending billions of dollars everywhere else. And, and people right here at home are struggling. They're seeing what's happening in other countries. They're seeing what's happening to the Palestinians. And they're outraged. They're mad. So you're you're. You're 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 lashing out. But you're lashing out at whatever target seems to be the closest as opposed to one that could actually do something about the shit that you're going through. And that's why you see so many people pushing back on it about it online. Again, not something I would have done, but I understand it. I do. I get where y'all are coming from, but like I get it, too. I also have a different processor when it comes to, like, Black pop stars, especially Black female Mm -hmm. um, celebrities and stuff, uh, using their platform in certain instances, mostly because Black women are almost always the first ones and the loudest ones to speak up for everybody, so it's not like it's not done. But on the flip side of that, when they're punished for speaking up, even for you know the right thing the civil thing the human thing they don't have people to defend them people Mm -hmm. don't come to their defense and say hey y'all can't do this like oh people are not gonna come in and and fight for them and be like oh you're blackballing this person are you law that you took their job like people are not gonna be like oh hey she right how y'all gonna like they're not right you know what i mean a lot of times other black women don't even protect Certain certain uh, um, bodies who st- and and minds that step forward mm-hmm. and try and do the right thing. Yep. So like, I'm not really that. I, I agree that I understand wanting uh, people, especially people people with massive, massive, massive platforms, to say certain things. But I also feel like a lot of the times people 
do that and they get blasted for it and nobody does anything about it. Mm. Nobody defends them. So, you know, I'm not judging too many people for just being like, this is what I got for this. And that's that. Also, you don't know how they provide aid to actual people in need besides talking to you mm-hmm. on x.com. Yes, and and Miss Tina, every time Beyonce lets her have her phone back, she will let us know that Beyonce be doing shit behind the scenes that we don't know nothing about. And and that is great. I do still understand why people want her to say something, but I don't. Yeah. For me, I feel like, okay, so so that, I mean, that just is what it is. There's no argument there. And I'm really pretty much done with this. I just could not believe that this person chose to focus so much on, like, their assumptions of Beyonce's character, their assumptions of what she cares about um, or her, you know, her moral stances on things, her political identity, her fucking motherhood. The way she honored her dead uncle. You folk, you chose to focus on all that shit when you were supposed to be writing about the goddamn movie. Like, I read the whole thing and I'm like, so when are we going to talk about the movie? There's like two paragraphs of, wow, great editing, costumes, beautiful voice. And then the rest of it is this. Where is the review of the actual movie? It's just, y'all do things for, y'all do shit for clicks. I get it, but... That was endlessly frustrating, super irritating. And yeah, this is why when y'all be like, oh, the hive, the hive, the hive, the hive. Yes, there are parts of the hive that are going to come for you if you say anything even remotely critical of Beyonce. Yes. But there are a lot of us who will let y'all cook when you have a point and then we speak up when you start bringing in dumb shit that don't have nothing to do with what's going on. Your personal bias about Beyonce. I feel like a lot of y'all don't know or can't acknowledge that you don't like her and and the truth will set you free you need to look at us look yourself in the mirror and say girl we do not like beyonce (laughs) you need to accept it maybe then you won't be you won't let these personal feelings you have towards her affect what could otherwise be a rightful critique of what she's done y'all get in your own way with that y'all get in your own way with that Hmm. so like i said going to see renaissance again tomorrow taking notes this time and um praying that she lets me stream it or buy it for my own personal use as soon as please beyonce that would be an incredible christmas gift yeah still wearing my sand wire still smelling sexy and yeah uh, um i think that's it for me i think I, i think i said everything i wanted to say about that whole situation. So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm done. Okay. That will wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read, our website, thisistheread.com. And you can find our merch over at shoptheread.com. Congratulations to Kid Fury on your upcoming stand-up shows this Friday. Sold out. So if you have tickets, you're in for a treat. I know you're going to kill it. So tell that part of you that's worrying to, you know, sit down and suck a dick. What about you? Any other announcements before we head out? Nothing here. Have a good week, folks. Um, yeah. Okay. Take care of yourselves. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>